0: Welcome back to To Be Honest with Ayeli, your weekly podcast where she talks about anything she wants. You'll never know what she has to say, but at least she's being honest. And now, here's your host, Ayeli.
1: Guys, do you know what today is? Like, do you know what today is? Seriously. I cannot believe this is the 10th episode of my podcast. We finally hit double digits. I am so freaking excited. Now for this episode, <laughs> for this episode, this isn't the episode that I originally wanted to record and make for my the 10th episode, but things happen and I was not able to put out the one that I wanted for the 10th episode. So this will definitely do. Um, I had Joe on, who's my good friend of a really long time. And of course, Adri. you guys already know her, how much I love her. And we got pretty damn serious. We talked about family dynamics. It was a very interesting, intriguing episode, to say the least. I laughed. I cried a little bit, but I mostly laughed. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode, because episodes like these are episodes that I want to start putting out more often. I think we all had so much to say and just our whole dynamic, eh, you'll see, uh, get it, Dynamic. see the pun that I made there, of course you do. Our dynamic that we had was just, just so raw and just so real and just absolutely hysterical. We were able to talk about a really sensitive subject, but also made it kind of light in a way so it wasn't too heavy to understand and swallow. So I hope all of you guys really do enjoy this episode, take it all in. Soak it in. Follow me on my socials. All that will be listed below, as well as I will have Adria's and Joe's socials is below. If you want to go ahead and check them out, feel free and do so. Um, I mean, we're not going to address the elephant in the room of me saying where the hell have I been because you know what you guys life has happened and I I'm so sorry I keep saying I'll be back in two weeks but I am the biggest fucking procrastinator out there so I apologize in advance if I'm really inconsistent just know that I am working on it okay I cannot promise you I'll be back within the two weeks exactly but just know this podcast means so much to me it's not going anywhere I will be putting out more episodes. I have a lot of episodes planned out ahead of time. I know I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get my shit together. Literally, like, I've waited so long to record this opening alone. It's just absolutely crazy. Like, I'm sitting here recording this with curlers in my hair. It's like 12 in the morning. You guys have no idea. The struggle is real. Pray for me. <laughs> I need help. But yes, go ahead and listen to this episode. I hope all of y'all enjoy it. And if you do, make sure you subscribe, comment, review, and spread the word. Enough of me babbling. Here we go. Okay, so I have Adri and Joe on the podcast. As we all know, Adri is no stranger. So I'm not going to have her do an introduction because y'all should be familiar with her by now. That's right. Uh, Joe, on the other hand, he's my friend that I've known for a really long time. I absolutely adore him. Joe, uh, say a couple of quick words for the people hey so for this week we're talking about trauma i guess you can say just regarding like childhood experiences or just trauma in general and households and why it's important we're, just to mention we're not gonna be like going into all of our like our family like tea this is not this podcast i gotta come back for our yelling like, after dark for that okay but no we're just gonna be talking about like our personal perspectives and just different scenarios and i guess you could say um an outsider's point of view or ages like to say, doubles advocate on those types of situations. And I feel like it's important to speak on this because I feel like, you know, there's some people who have mommy issues, people who have daddy issues, but then people who have sibling issues, but then we also have like family issues on top of that. And I don't feel like in society that we have right now, it's not really normalized. And I feel like the way that we grow up in our families can really affect us as people and how we navigate as through in our adult life so Ooh. yeah <laughs> so i'm excited these are some the kind of episodes that i want to start doing more of in the future okay so i'll speak because i feel like i'm i'm the only one that can actually relate to this out of the three of us i'm the middle child and i'm the only girl in my mm-hmm. family besides my mom oh so. yeah
2: we can just do family dynamic.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I just think that like growing up that or people who are in my situation, like you understand being the middle child because it's like you're not like the first prioritized one and you're definitely not like the baby. You're like in the middle. And I don't know, some people who are in the middle child, they have a lot of pressure on them because maybe their first kid was a fuck up. And you know the pressure that gets put on to them is for them to be like really, really be like the over top, be the overachiever. They get held on this pedestal, so the pressure that they have on them is really like severe. And when they do have those fuck ups, it it kind of really does affect them because it's like. Their parents expected so much more out of them because you know their first kid there's already a mess up and now here they have their second child followed into their footsteps quote unquote not really but um yeah i mean those are things that i kind of experienced not to say my, not to say my older brother's a fuck up but you know <laughs> no, yeah
2: you're just subbing him you know Anyways. yeah
1: um you know i i just feel like i've seen lots of sister scenarios of in that situation where the middle child has a lot of like pressure on them just because of the fact that you do have to like kind of carry those names or like or even like if you are the middle child just like if you have an older sibling and their siblings like over the achiever the top you know what i mean like they have to, their brothers or like their sister's footsteps like they want they have to follow up they have to like live up to that standard of like their older sibling and that could be a hard pill to swallow because they're always going to be like compared to i know like when i was since it was for the long time it was just like me and my brother my little brother came along it was always oh you're eric's little sister like, I didn't have a voice of my own to carry around. Right. Because um, I, was, I was a lot more quieter as a kid than my brother was. He was really more, like, outgoing. He was shy, but also he kind of, like, grew out of that. And it took me a longer time for me to grow out of my shell than he did. All his friends were like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're Eric's sister, you're Eric's little sister. So it was just kind of annoying. Or like, even the teachers that we were in school, if I had a teacher that he had before him, like, Oh, yeah, I remember you, you're Eric's little sister, like I had your brother, like a year pre- two years earlier. so stuff like that in that scenario. So then, like, definitely, but then also like pressure of being an only girl in the family because you already know how parents are with like the girls are like the precious gem in the family because they're the ones that have to be protected and they can't do this they can't do that like they have to do yeah. this they're, they're they're girls you know like they can't grow up house they can't go outside like at night they have to literally like be a girl they can't be like a tomboy as well you know what i mean
0: oh really i didn't know that well i mean like, they, they can but it just
1: comes with like it comes with certain limits like you know if you're the only girl in the family you can't really like be with the boys you can't like do boy things you're not allowed to like leave the house after dark or whatever just like you can't
0: i say no i didn't know about that because i've also seen family dynamics like yours where the only girl like stuck in between a bunch of boys is kind of a tomboy and it's okay you know to act that way it makes sense because Mm -hmm. she's the only girl within Mm -hmm. a bunch of boys um but that's interesting
1: yeah honestly
2: I really think it just boils down to like you know what I mean personal self-perception and like how you end up coping with like the situation that you're provided because like honestly I have seen like a different combination of like all the different like variables like you know obviously you're a girl so you're gonna set like have to live up to a different standard and already have to fit that format from life on like from little on you know what I mean Mm -hmm. life is set out to you to look through this looking glass and you already have certain boundaries, like you said, whether it even be like something so like physical such as like being outside after dark or you know what I mean not being able to speak up in certain situations you know what I mean mm-hmm. it can be super minuscule like that um and then other than that you know what I mean I've also seen that a lot of middle childs like you said they do have to live up to their the standard you know what I mean and if the first child didn't come out as expected or you know what I mean didn't exactly like blossom how the people wanted, they oftentimes do have to like grow up very quick and you know what I mean live up to that standard at a very young age and you know what I mean It almost, like, you don't get to enjoy the little things that you should have enjoyed as a child or as a teenager. And, like, you know what I mean? It's just a different aspect and, like, different experience of growing up. But personally, I liked it better that way. Like, I'm not a middle child, but, like, I definitely had kids younger than me in the house. So it wasn't, like, this, you know what I mean? The prioritization of the attention wasn't distributed to me as if I was the youngest. So it really does just depend on like the specific dynamic and like the caregiver dynamic.
0: So and you like that, that it wasn't prior to
2: personal uh, afterwards. I, I appreciate I can appreciate it, I guess I should say. Just okay. because, you know what I mean? Um the feeling of being left out is something that I can appreciate because it allows me to now give that consideration to other people that you know what I mean per se wouldn't be given those considerations
1: usually mm, yeah. you know
2: what I mean it's an outsider perspective like I said so
1: let me ask you this Joe, because Adri like you're an only child but mm-hmm. I'll ask a question in a minute regarding that so because you you were kind of like the last kid uh well I shouldn't even say like last kid but like you know what I mean what are your thoughts on like parents showing favoritism towards like one child and not the other and obviously parents I love all my kids equally but like we all know (laughs) like they have one I think it really just boils
2: down to the individuals you know what I mean like there's always going to be different like um, forms of attachment to different things whether that be you know what I mean like just like someone can get overly attached to one singular child a parent could also get overly attached to alcohol like it's Mm -hmm. it's just whatever people use to crutch you know what I mean I don't Mm -hmm. think you can really like broaden it down to a certain like specific dynamic without it fully acknowledging like the bigger picture a little bit you know what I mean Mm -hmm.
1: and Adrian, with like you being an only child obviously I can imagine that your parents put all their attention on you and focus on you because you were like you were the only one around you know so how growing up like how did that make you or how did you deal with that as a child just knowing that like you were your parents only attention no one could take your attention away from your parents but like you you had their undivided attention all the time 24 7
0: or did you have their attention all 24 7 all the time I mean yeah most only child children do you know yeah. and it has his the pros and cons but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I felt the cons more not gonna lie because Overprotection is basically guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, for most only children. It just mm-hmm. depends. Uh-huh. Really, it really depends. But for me, yeah, I was very overprotected. And I would say that that's where my anxiety grew up. Because like, I got really bad social anxiety throughout middle school mm-hmm. and high school. Because I just didn't know how to socialize. I just I was yeah. always living in my own, own bubble. Mm-hmm. And um, I was an awkward person, an awkward kid. But I think I remember early high school, I had this conversation with them, and that's why I appreciate my parents, because they're so understanding. They like understood mm-hmm. where the problem was, and they weren't that overprotected anymore, and that, that kind of helped me become more independent. You know, look at the yeah. the yeah. pros of being an only child, which is becoming more independent, mm-hmm. becoming more mature, you know, just, um, just mm-hmm. le- growing from privacy, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Mm-hmm so yeah
2: and what you said like about it affecting you with like other people's social interactions I thought that was like you know I mean pretty cool to contrast because your developing stages of beginning life you know ultimately do have an effect of how you're going to interact with the world later on and like attach yourself to the world later on and when you have a like a single kid it can honestly be like go either way Mm -hmm. um like you said there are pros and cons someone can either you know what I mean either be instilled with independence early on because they have have so much pressure on them or they can do like you said and feel almost too comfortable and too codependent on their presence and not have a self a sense like a complete sense of security
0: yeah I would say yeah yeah I definitely agree Mm -hmm. mm-hmm see I feel like I experienced both things Mm-hmm. Like, at first, I was really dependent on my parents, which is why I was, like, such an awkward... I couldn't function on my own. Like, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once they... We kind of just talked about it, I just became more independent. And it, it was just... It <laughs> was better for me, you know? Gotcha. I saw this YouTube video, and she's a YouTuber,
1: and she has a seven-year-old son. I think he's in, like, what, first grade, I think? But she was in kindergarten, and she was on... She was explaining to her um, viewers that she had her like this is like obviously like pre-covid she had like a um a conference with her son's teacher in kindergarten and her son's teacher was telling her that because her son's an only child and she spent all her time like around him and she she has a twin sister too so it was and she was living with her twin sister so it was her and then obviously her sister so he was getting attention from not only from his mother but also his aunt as well and she the teacher was telling her that because she was so overprotective of him he was actually suffering in school he didn't understand why no one was paying attention to him so he was doing things to act out and actually she said that she brought her son on the conference with her um and she was saying that you know he's in kindergarten so you know kids like during conferences they don't sit so they like they play around and she was saying that while they were talking like she was talking to her talking to her son's teacher (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> her son kept tapping him and was like mommy 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 and mm-hmm. the teacher noticed it and she called her out on it and she was like "Did you see what you just did there and she didn't even realize and she was like no what did i do and then she was like he tapped you three times and by the second time you, you looked at him and you said what no not now i'm busy and she's what well, she told her she told her that she needs to stop actually paying so much attention to him because that's why like, he's, he's affecting him with it, so- socializing. Like, he doesn't know how to... Because in his head, he thinks, oh, mommy and auntie are always around me, constantly giving me all this attention. So now that he's in school, he's having a hard time talking to other kids or, like, just you being know, other children because yeah, just he's not used, used to having... Like, he didn't understand why, like, in school when they were, like, you know, eating lunch or just, like, reading, like, no one was paying him any attention because his mom and aunt was always around him doing that, doing mm-hmm. those things for him. So she was literally telling her, she was like, stop giving him so much attention because that's
2: actually yeah. hurting him in the long run yeah and a lot of times like people don't even change that kind of paradigm like there are yeah. plenty of families that you know what I mean the mom mm-hmm. will still continue to do these things for their children well until they're like way beyond capable of doing it on their own so it's like you really have to like transition it well and re- do your research and do your studies because like really handling another person's life and how they're gonna like view the world like you're shaping the world for them like yeah that's actually a
1: really good point that to bring up because um my mom came from a big family there's there's five of them Uh and my mom is the second to last so there's two boys and three girls and my uncle he my mom (laughs) was saying that when they were really young um he's older than my mom but he was really super super sick as a kid like he didn't go to school my my uncle was kind of illiterate because he doesn't know how to read or write properly because he didn't have that Mm -hmm. school because he was always like he was always sick he had to do like homeschooling but he never really did homeschooling (laughs) he didn't didn't even do that because he was sick all the time and my uncle was saying that I don't know what it is with my mom's family on my mom's side but the Montgomery's bro they have this thing where they baby the boys in the family and my mom was saying that my great-grandmother, um, she babied my uncle so much to the point where, like, you couldn't even look at him without him, like, being messed up in the head. And now it's sad because my uncle's, like, in his late 50s. He can't drive. He can barely have a... He doesn't hold a stable job. He lives with my grandma. too. Yeah. To bill. Oh, wow. But- and, like,
2: that happens on, like, plenty of different degrees, whether it be that or, like, you know what I mean? Someone being mothered to the point where, like, they... It, it, you know what I mean I feel like it extends to like a lot of men in that mm-hmm. point because mm-hmm. like you know what I mean oh you can't make your own fucking dinner you can't like do you know what I mean do your own laundry you can't do blah right, blah blah blah, right. blah like it you know what I mean it rides a few different like social topics like, when it comes to that kind of shit there's definitely an
1: extent to like, turns them into fucking point. himbos bro yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there's a certain extent to mama's boys and then mama boys. Like there's a whole, bit, like there's a fine line. Like having that line. Wait, class.
2: what's the difference? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> because Wait, which
2: one's which?
1: Okay, because like you know, like mama's boys are like the ones that just really cherish their mother, and I think every guy should love their mother because, like, you know what I mean. Like, and, and a, lot guys, <laughs> a lot of guys. Wow, so a lot of guys.
2: Joking. Speak, though, you know?
1: <laughs> But then you have the mama boys who are just like everything. Their mother does everything for them. And I remember I was talking to my friend Rebecca, um, her man that she was dealing with at the time. I don't even know if they're still together, but she was telling me that um, she had an issue with him because he didn't know what credit was. She had to teach him what credit was, and she was saying that like oh, that they got into like this really huge big fight, and he went back home to his mom and was telling his mom asking his mother should he break up with her because she he didn't know what to <laughs> do. oh my god and she got so mad and she was like you're 25 and you need your mother to tell you how to handle your own relationship
2: yeah but that goes back to like the topic we said before like you know what exactly I mean? yeah. um you know uh, being codependent and you know not having that same like sense of self-security and you know i mean Mm-hmm. sense of discernment and being mm-hmm. able to have your own like sense of judgment right. and being able to trust in that you, you don't trust yourself at the end of the day that's what it is
1: right and I think it goes back to just what Adrienne said when she said like you know how her parents were like overprotective and then like how her when she spoke to her parents it's not like backing off I think it all comes down to just like trust too you know like your parents mm-hmm. Like the parent and child just has to have like a trust relationship. Like they have to just trust one another. Like the parents has to trust their child not to make. It, I mean, they're gonna make mistakes, obviously, because you know we're all imperfect people. Um, but you know the parent has to like trust their kid. Don't make any serious mistakes, and then yeah, that your child see has to trust their parents not to be so overbearing and so overprotective to the point
0: yeah, of them. And I would say that it does That's-
2: depend on like age group as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's another thing that I noticed for only children go through. It. Like, um, oh my God, it's so hard to make a mistake, even if the mistake's so minor. It's like the whole focus yeah. is on you that you feel like you make any mistake, you, the world's ending because like, yeah, you don't have Microsoft. anyone to blame. You don't have siblings. You don't have anyone, right? So it's like the expectations and the pressure is kind of a lot of energy to take for just an only child a child you know
2: yeah so, i know what you mean because you feel like you have to live up to your parents standards at that point yeah, there's so no you there's no child to base yourself on
0: mm-hmm. you kind of just develop their personality too
2: mm-hmm. uh, oh for sure but that's like with any parent thing you're gonna like pick up pieces of their personality and shit unfortunately and like oftentimes you'll pick up the opposite to their personality as well like, yeah. um, you either, like, become equal or opposite. It's one or the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Adri, like, with you, obviously, like, you're an only child and stuff, and you were saying that, like, you you had problems, like, socializing. So, like, did you feel like when you were, like, as a kid growing up, did you feel like it was harder for you to make friends because you were an only child,
0: or was it, like, easier for you? Um, For me, personally, it was harder. It was harder? I don't know, because... I made friends, you know, they were just the weirdos. (laughs) So I feel like it wasn't hard for me to make friends. I just knew this is where the independence part comes. I knew what the fuck I liked. What was I out of the hobby and shit. Mm -hmm. And like I didn't have the influence. Like, you know how you kind of, I don't know if this is a thing, but you kind of just copy your siblings or your siblings kind of like influence you right off the bat. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I didn't have that so i i kind of just made my own friends and i was just, i knew i was stubborn i was always stubborn i knew what the fuck i liked and shit <laughs> <laughs> boy if that's not true to this
1: day then i don't know what is <laughs> you you bitch you know me i know um I, that's a good point because there's this um you guys, i don't know i know Andrew knows what i'm gonna say but like i don't know if you know him joe timothy do you like yeah he's married and like, you know, him and his wife are having a baby. And he, I saw his, I was on his Instagram live the other day and he was, he was asking his Instagram live, you know, do you guys plan on having more children? And he was saying that, um, his wife came from like a, came from a, a, like a really big family, like a lot of like siblings, like, like cousins and stuff, but he was the only child. And he was saying, you know, because he was an only child, he figured that he, because he was the only child he had a, he didn't really have no one else to really rely on and his parents were a lot older um he said that he kind of like used that time he was kind of like his own friend like he obviously when he, was, he went to school like he had friends but like he kind of used that time for him to be like more be more creative because of him being mm-hmm. an only child he had no one to really play with it was just him by himself all day um but he said that like that actually helped him through like his life just being alone because he was already used to that feeling and he didn't feel like, like to him, it wasn't a big deal being an only child because he knew yeah. what it felt like being alone. And like just his mind, like his, the way his mind worked, different. he said that oh. he was in school. His mind worked differently than kids that, that were, had like siblings because he, he did everything on his own. Like he was like kind of like advanced. 100%.
2: Yeah.
1: So that was like a really interesting point that he brought. I never thought oh. of it that way.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it definitely also it really can like be any sort of dynamic when it comes to stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. independence can really be distilled through anything like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even stuff like you said, like, if the attention isn't fully on you, Mm -hmm. and I know, like, you said, um, the middle child thing. Yeah. a lot of times the attention doesn't exactly go on you because you're you're just in like the awkward middle stage like it's literally just the in between mm-hmm. and so like what can sort of happen then is it, you know what I mean gives you the same sort of like independent outlook you have to rely on yourself more and trust yourself more because there's not much support coming from the other end so you gotta lean back a little bit like balance out your weight and like honestly that's really what it all boils down to is just how you end up balancing everything out like mm-hmm in coping with it because you're really just balancing your heart and your mind like it's like what you're feeling and then what like you really want and like you know what I mean how you're gonna get that shit like
0: I have a question for you Elliot. Like, I, oh, go sorry ahead. um so I'm do like you scared, feel like, but go ahead no it's it's cool because I feel like just because I know you it for me it feels like you're constantly being the glue of your family mm. so you feel like Do you how do you feel about that? I mean, am I right or wrong? What do you mean by like glue? Because I feel like you handle so much for that for your family, you Mm -hmm. know? Like with your little brother Mm -hmm. and your parents and Mm -hmm. finance stuff and like do you like how do you feel about that? I'm gonna get like a (laughs) mouse snow. Oh, okay. We don't have to. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um
1: no, um it makes me like well, I think my mom's really the glue, but I'm definitely like her backbone. I think, but my mom's not well, and um, ever since her health kind of like declined, mm-hmm. I'm definitely like stepped up to the plate, and I'm definitely the more responsible one out of like me and my brother. Even though I like I love my older brother to death, but like he's just he could be doing a whole lot better than what he's doing. But um, yeah, I feel like I kind of am the glue. It makes me like worried because I'm just like you're constantly worried um a little bit because it just makes me worried that like if I were to move away how will they like cope without me especially my little brother because it's just like I'm all that he has really so it just like makes me like worried for him because I'm just like I worry about like him because he is like really young and like he's 15 and he's like you know you're when you're young and like you're moody and plus he has like diabetes and some mom has diabetes so it's just it's a lot but yeah it, it definitely makes me um I, I just worry about all of them honestly because i'm just like what if i do move away one day they're gonna be sorry that i like i left and like it just makes me like i don't know
0: yeah it, it, it's a lot to
1: handle
0: it's a lot it, 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 it's a lot and i think I, it's important to mention this because like i've also had friends in your same situation that they feel a lot of like they feel like they need to do a lot for their family um and then if they don't do it they feel guilty yeah um so i feel like maybe um not that we should we know it all right we're just three fucking young adults talking about this shit but mm-hmm. i feel like people should focus more on finding solutions for these family dynamics and these issues you know cuz i don't think it's healthy
1: yeah it's definitely like not fair for one um like for one child to to carry the whole family and like it, it's it can be whew, it's a lot honestly it is, it a is. Lot. yeah and if you have money then that's a whole other different story like this podcast is not for you okay <laughs>
0: I love how we always, every single fucking episode, we include that. We're like, bitch, this podcast is not for rich people. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Because literally, like, different classes suffer different problems. We're not saying we don't go through problems, but Mm -hmm. it's not the same at all. And we do have a certain audience. Like, people say, oh, money can't buy you
1: happiness. No, you're right. It can't. But money can solve so many problems. Oh, for real.
2: Definitely. So. Money only solves money issues, though. It does
1: exactly. Yeah. But it
2: also, you know, what I mean, provides a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. issues. You know what I mean? As for like financial literacy, etc. especially blah, blah, resources.
0: Blah, blah, blah. You know mm-hmm. that we just can't access if we're poor. Yeah.
2: So. Oh, one hundred percent. It's the fucking system is not meant for poor people to like succeed and in, in a non-profitable way. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean?
0: It's yeah.
2: It all pushes towards a higher interest, as for like a capitalistic. Hold on. Whatever. Yeah, so I mean, that's probably a great way to describe it, but also off topic, so it doesn't matter.
1: Let me ask you guys this. I'm I'm gonna take it there. I never thought my podcast would actually go here, but I'm gonna take it there. Oh. Um, because we're all PLC, you <laughs> know, we're not none of us are white. Well, Joe, you're half you Because <laughs> we're all PLC. Do you guys feel like we like PLC families have it harder than like white families? No. Okay.
0: Okay. um, Oh, 100%. No,
2: no, no. I feel
0: like it's more of a class, like a classist issue, like Mm -hmm. what, than a race Mm -hmm. issue. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Because I've seen white people go through a lot too. Mm -hmm. I
2: think the race issue is partially the reason for the class issue. And then it's now just been. Okay. So when America was built, the class issue was between whites and blacks. And now the class issue has just transcended to a higher expanded horizon of all poor people you know what I mean which now isn't specifically just black people but back then it was specifically just black people because that was the poor people do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's now just you know what I mean anybody who's fallen below that specific line of what they deem to be valuable in societal standards Mm -hmm. that's all I got
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah I would say it's not it's not just one or the other. It definitely connects. Oh, okay. for sure. It's
2: all the same shit.
0: Okay. Interesting point. Interesting point. So
1: now I'd like talk about like i guess first, still someone family dynamics like i guess like the the parents as well like what are some things that parents can do that can help their children because um or what are things that they do that can hinder the children besides oh, i actually over- have a protective. couple
0: yeah go ahead adri for only children though um yeah, go ahead activities <laughs> um because okay. listen like i said only children don't have siblings they don't have uh people to talk with to cry to because let me tell you this my parents and i we trust each other a lot and Mm -hmm. i'm very transparent with them which Mm -hmm. uh i appreciate Mm -hmm. but children do not tell their parents everything that's just how it is okay Mm -hmm. kids need to tell other kids shit you know Mm -hmm. so only children it's harder for them to do that so i feel like in order for that's where everything all the bad stuff stems all the cons from being an only true children Mm -hmm. stems and so I feel like going through to events often you know going to be and being in dance or in sports or in uh, the art club anything anything that you feel your child I'm talking to parents right now (laughs) you feel Mm -hmm. your child likes in the least bit just just for push them to go into that you know if mm-hmm. you can afford, let's say summer camp, do it. Because it really makes a difference. They need other if they can't, if they don't have I've seen only children who are super extroverted because their parents, you know, mm-hmm. thought it out well. They were good mm-hmm. parents and they pushed their kids to be social. And I'm not saying that being an extrovert is being good and being an introvert is bad because I'm an introvert and I'm a fucking proud introvert. And yeah, it's all a double sword. But I'm just saying like only children being introverted at the very beginning and being very like an outcast and just shy and awkward it's it's not it's not a good thing it, it hurts them so it's you know just like as a parent try your best to push your kids to be social at an early stage do you think
1: therapy helps AJ you for like only, only- for sure okay helps with
2: fucking everything. Yeah,
0: exactly. I agree. It's it's fun, really but going fun. back
2: to like the introvert and extrovert, coming from our family dynamics, where do you guys think you all fall on that scale?
0: I'm
1: definitely introverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. me too, for sure. I, I- would definitely Go say, ahead,
2: I would definitely say I'm the like ambivert or whatever it is. Yeah. Because I definitely have noticed like, you know what I mean, over time that I have developed sort of like um almost like projected persona. Mm-hmm. as a and I don't know if that's either like a coping mechanism you can call it whatever you want but like at the end of the day it's like almost like a social presence mm-hmm. and then I also have like you know what I mean how I would approach things from like a close friend point of view let's say like I guess like different levels of vulnerability um but I really think that like I'm very well versed in like being able to switch between both do you know what I mean like because I, I am like I would say deep down I'm a pretty like quiet and reserved person. I definitely need my alone time for sure. Definitely. But I also can't get out there for sure. Like I can be a loud person one hundred percent. Like
0: actually it's I just think,
2: like whenever the fuck you catch me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are ambiverts actually. Ambiverts, is that how you say it? Um, I don't fucking know. I don't, know, okay, yeah, no. I don't
2: even know if that's the right word to be honest.
0: I just know I just know I'm an introvert because I I get tired so easily. I get i get like oh I'm you're so tired tiner. i can't say anything else tired when i'm like around a social group of people
2: yeah uh, it's it doesn't called, even like, matter if they're like about. my bestest
0: friends like i just no I, okay Literally. i need my privacy i feel yeah. you yeah
1: i'm definitely like that too I, I feel like honestly though sometimes i'm like bro joe could be a scorpio if he really wanted to be they just right go- it just wasn't in your cards to be a Scorpio. I'm yeah. Adrian, Adrian and I have both Scorpios, and um, we're kind of like alike in that like area. Like it's yeah. I think that's why like
0: it's crazy because the and I are so different in so many real ways. Real compatible
2: with shit
0: for which I have no idea what. <laughs> Me and the Eli are so right. different in so many ways, but like at but at the core, we're like so like. Carry on.
2: I'm fucking dead. She said we just see each other.
0: Yeah, it's like we
1: used to fight all the time, like back in the day. And now we don't even fight. I don't think we don't even get annoyed we really don't. Like we just We know. just bicker, but like we know it's out of love. Yeah. Like oh, we were yeah. in we were in remember when I went up there to New York for the summer, um and like Adrienne was like in her little room, and then I was in my little room, and we didn't even like bother. We were just like we were just so content with being on our oh gosh, We, didn't
0: like no we were Those like texting the in the same fucking apartment.
2: I'm fucking, that's literally me and my best friend. I'm good. That's the <laughs> like, best though to be able to just be like comfortable in each other's silence, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, that's guys, really yes, yeah.
1: And I think that also goes back to just like childhood dynamics, or just like like trauma, like childhood trauma. Because I know growing up, like Adrian knows this, but I don't know if I ever told you and Rose this. But like growing up, I never really had like I had friends, but I never really had like a solid friend. You know what I mean? Like a solid friend that I could call. Like that's like my, you know what I mean? I had one in middle school that I thought that she was gonna be like my girl for life, and then um, we like fell through. We just stopped talking. Our friendship went through. It's um, our friends went through his end and we just kind of, I, I've had I never felt uh-huh. like I had like like a solid friend I could just call like, you know what I mean? like a, Yeah,
2: like a outside person. Like yeah. someone other than your family, like obviously.
1: Yeah, and I felt like growing up, I never really had that. All of my friends were really white and they all had each other. So I was kind of like the token black girl. Um, oh my god.
2: And in
1: middle school, um, I had this one friend that um, I thought that me and her were going to be friends for a really long time. We kind of were friends, and then in high school, we stopped talking, and we ended up being friends again, and now we just don't talk anymore.
2: Adri, I'm just kidding. Let me stop. No,
1: (laughs) no. (laughs) I'm joking.
0: But but I will say this, though. Joe Loki, an initiator. I see you, Joe.
2: No, 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 no. I'm just entirely joking.
0: No, (laughs) No, I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though. Her name did start with an
1: A. That's all I'm going to say. That's what i talking wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. Tell <laughs> me and then blurt that shit out.
2: <laughs> like, I no, barely know.
1: Yeah, I.
2: This wait, girl, I don't
1: know. Why do you want to know, Joe?
2: <laughs> Just fucking say the name, bro.
1: Her name was oh, her. I thought we like best friends. Yeah. Okay. And then my other friend I had in like high school, she was like probably like my little sister. I literally adored her. She was like, Adrienne also knows this. Like, um, <laughs> I took her underneath my wings, She was also Spanish. Um,
2: you just got to think for Latinas, huh? And I,
1: you see really her, do. I consider yeah. her like my my little sister. And honestly, my senior. So now you hope she chokes? What?
2: I said, now you hope she chokes.
1: <laughs> no i don't hope she jokes because when we stopped being friends i literally it broke my heart like I, my heart was broken but with i actually i really did i cried i was oh, she just dropping she... names
2: now i see no you both, I, yeah.
1: I i was really depressed because the way that she did me dirty and obviously it was in high school so like you know Wait, which one? um she threaded this horrible rumor about me <laughs> wow okay. was it funny at
2: least?
1: No. Bit, like, okay. anyways okay, um, yeah, he's okay. going
0: through an existential crisis <laughs>
1: yeah oh my so gosh, then, I, so, so then my like when life. i met like adri i i it finally feels right like i don't have to worry about like anyone else you know what i mean like I, I know for a fact that like adri's my girl she's like i'm her girl too like we're solid like does that make right. sense like
2: yeah comfortable and secure
1: Exactly. And I feel like, and even in, like in Rose, I've never had that before, like Rose and like Adri, so it just feels nice knowing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like like flaky friends, you know? Yeah, I would say I feel the same way. I've had a lot of fake bitches in my life that I mm-hmm. thought were ride or dies and they weren't, but it's okay because I'm the better person now, so.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I honestly haven't really, like, struggled with anything like that. Like, I feel like I've done a very good, like, job at, like, choosing my friends
1: but, but i don't want to pull like, i don't want to pull the sexist card because like, it's because you're a guy <laughs> what do you mean i feel like guys don't go through that kind of stuff like that like, guys don't go through like friendship heartbreaks when it comes to stuff like that like they don't Oh need-
2: no i totally disagree i entirely do i view relationships at like a very universal level like i don't no,
1: separate- i know you do but I'm saying, like, I just feel like guys don't really, because girls can be really
0: petty. Well, wait, it depends, Ailey. Joe, were you, most of your friends, girls or, or guys?
2: I've had a good, pretty good mix, but definitely majority females. But I okay. grew up in a whole house of females. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. always definitely yeah. been, like, a comfort zone for me.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but that's what i'm saying so i'm like and i know that me and you we've had our fights too joe but not like anything like serious upon like we just don't speak
2: I mean, also you know. we were i was way younger i was also way younger mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i was still very much i wasn't like a fully formed person yet mm-hmm. just because i was still like figuring things out for sure mm-hmm. like now i definitely like have a pretty solidified view and like i guess like you could say like tying back to earlier like sense of self-security like I don't
0: know. No, nah, I feel that.
1: No, I, I get, no, I get you. Okay,
2: gotcha.
1: <laughs> I get you. Anything else? I guess well, AJ. I think you can still kind of like comment on this too, because like even though you're an only child, you do have like cousins yeah. and stuff, and like you have friends, so you obviously can like relate. But Joe, like, is um. Like, what do you think when it comes to, like, so, for instance, how I mentioned earlier, when there's multiple children and, like, the one, the one kid goes off of, like, the wrong course, like, how does that affect the other, like, children?
2: What do you mean? Do you mean, like, like, as if, like, one is considered a fuck up, are you saying
1: yeah, and they just they just go down this horrible path and they just like completely ruin their lives. Like it whatever.
2: really just depends on like honestly it really just depends on like the independent like situation. You can't really like anticipate a lot of things like that because it's like very shaky grounds and like the principles really just rely on the like the specifics of it all. So like because you can have someone like mm-hmm. obviously that can influence a sibling It it can also turn off a sibling entirely. It's all just how they perceive it. Same thing with, like, parental, like, influence. Even if a child is, what, the first child, like, did some fucked up shit, if the parent now changes, you know what I mean, based on that event, it's going to also, the child will change with it, and also the transition period affect the child it's like a whole bunch of different shit
1: okay adri so like with you you kind of experienced this like i <laughs> like even though you're no. away, she
0: fucking transitioned okay
1: no oh, okay do, no okay. don't have like really good points
0: <laughs> take
1: take notes, host. <laughs> I'm um, fucking dead. Yeah, like, Adrian, like, you, you can kind of, like, relate, because you, you kind of saw this, like, forefront, even though, like, you weren't related to, like, the situation, but, like, you you dealt with, like, you were living with people who the first kid was kind of, like, a screw-up, and then, like, the, like you know, like how, how did that, how did you deal, like, like how did you... How did that, made I spill tea? Well, no, we're not named-dropping, obviously, but just, like, did that affect... Because you said they come from a really big family. Did that affect the other children, or, like how, like, how did they... Like, um, what were your thoughts on that? I'm going to
0: try my And I thought... Best to I not thought,
1: name drop. Yeah, no, don't. I mean, people... Who cares, if, even if you do? Like, no one's going to know. But your editing
0: skills better be on point if I do. Anyways. My
2: bad. I detects it out. <laughs>
0: um, I feel like... Wait, what was the question? Because it was a lot. <laughs> what do you okay. want me to say? <laughs> so, when it comes to just, like
1: having like when you there was a there's a kid or there's a child in the family and they just go down this horrible course how do you think that affects the family and like in what ways do you or have okay you, like, yeah
0: I get it um so for you're talking about people that I I live with um siblings I live with two of my roommates were sisters and one was the youngest the other one was the first child <laughs> mm-hmm. so I kind of really saw it uh the first child which was the oldest obviously she went through a lot she was definitely um she spiraled down and she's still going through a lot and I feel like it affected the whole family because comparisons became more evident like oh you can't be like your sister oh like the pressure was placed on the youngest child to be like better because like that can happen Mm -hmm. and also I still remember when my roommate, oh my god, this is so hard to not drink. The youngest one, she kept telling me that whenever, which is the oldest one, was in the apartment with us, she kept, and she was talking about she's the second oldest. My fucking god, their parents fucking
2: <laughs> douched on their names. That shit is ugly.
0: Right, and so she, when she was talking about the sister who was actually really doing doing super well, she would tell me Shh, don't, don't talk about it though when she's in, in the apartment because like I don't know she's very insecure she's gonna get all panicky and she's gonna be like oh I'm I'm you hate me because I'm not as good as a sister as she is so you know that's that's the kind of shit that happens that's what I saw
1: Mm -hmm. so how did that affect the youngest one
0: she has depression (laughs) <laughs> like crippling depression <laughs> i'm fucking
2: dead she said depression <laughs> that's how it's fucking affected her
1: okay Yikes. let's just let's not laugh about depression though because that's like people were laughing but not at that like no bitch i
2: can laugh uh uh-uh. I have bitch, that's how impression.
1: we Y'all
2: that's how we call me <laughs> laughing like definitely
1: i tried my audience you guys i tried
2: <laughs> i'm fucking dead no, that shit, you gotta laugh some of that that shit off sometimes.
0: Yeah, bro. Like, I feel like people who laugh a lot, you gotta keep an eye on them, because... Oh,
2: 100% not- laughing is a fucking coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, Ellie, take it the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, yeah, I think that was, like, a really good point that was made, I think, um you know, I think it definitely, like Joe said, it, it just depends on the situation and obviously the individual of the child, because obviously kids are gonna have different personalities, and there are some, you could have, say, for our, for instance, like, the first child could be a horrible, like, screw up, and then, like, um, the second there could be like four of the kids after the first child and the second kid be like oh my god like maybe they might feel type of way because they are closer to that sibling because they're the second in line so they grew up with them and then maybe like the like the baby kid maybe not feels as much as they don't really care like whatever that's my brother or sister but like i gotta worry about it that's not my problem to deal with it just depends on the i think obviously personality and the different situation that it all comes down to but i think you know if kids are a little bit more on the sensitive side that can make them depressed And I think that it always comes down to the, it always starts with the family. I'm sorry. It does. Like if a kid's depressed or whatever, it always comes down to the family because maybe like Adrian said, you know, maybe that, that kid doesn't have like parents they could talk to or they don't have like good enough friends they feel like they can trust or they don't have they can't afford like therapy so they do carry around that depression with them and that just I feel like it's like a snowball effect because it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and I haven't watched same list but I do know how that show is about so like yeah I kind of know how like that show goes and stuff like that and I feel like it's important because I feel like those are things that happen like it happens in today in our in our world Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, what is? Just like bad parenting, and like the cycle continues. If the cycle's not broken, it's going to continue. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Oh, one hundred percent. I know what you mean.
0: And speaking on that, and speaking on the family we were previously talking, I saw that too with the mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh she was a type of parent who projected all her insecurities onto her kids. Um. So and most of them were females so they were girls and then there was just one guy so my roommate she was super insecure like she was super she would always put on makeup and like she could not go like she her excuse for putting on makeup was where the issue was you know she always said oh i'm fucking ugly like i need makeup you know and so she said you know ever since I, she told me once ever since i was a kid like my mother told me you know you should put concealer on because you know you have natural under eye bags and it's ugly. And I was like, well what kind of fucking mom tells their child that, you know? Yeah. And so that's another thing I appreciate from my parents. They never they never like <laughs> made me insecure, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's right. a but well,
2: like for sure. Like going back to like the saying also that like you can't love fully love someone until you love yourself and that like also extends to parenting like you really shouldn't even like have a kid until you're at that like stable point to where you can provide for a kid and nourish them in all aspects of their life and that includes mentally and emotionally and a lot of times that should skip over so like
0: no it made sense don't worry um
1: what
0: did i say though you shouldn't have
1: kids if you can't <laughs> love yourself first
0: yeah like you. If oh you, yeah if you, yeah
1: yeah i did say
2: that
0: Joe, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I, my, I didn't remember what i said <laughs> oh, you'll be preaching and then you're like uh, lol what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's totally
2: <laughs> fucking me oh my god no literally because like i'm fucking i don't know i don't know what that means
1: yeah i think that's odd it's a really good point and i think see this is why this kind of kind of off topic but like also kind of important this is something that I feel really strongly. I feel like, like Joe said, if you cannot love yourself or if you are not capable, able to take care of yourself, don't have kids. Because when you have kids, mm-hmm. you, that that's a whole other responsibility. So if you want to be a little, you know, doing the hokey pokey, doing all this, whatever, shaking it all about, do it. But just, you know, understand that there are <laughs> consequences yeah. that follow that. And if you are not in a situation where you cannot have children, then put your children for adoption and don't just leave them there. Find a really good Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious though. Because honestly, though, this really does like this does bother me. Because if you think about it, it's so sad and heartbroken. because a lot of these kids who are born into like, oh um, there's a lot of like kids who end up in foster homes. They just stay there. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Foster care system. If you really thinking about it, that's not a good place to be in. And, no, it's like
2: the fucking litter box. Like, and it is.
1: It's really sad the situations because if you really think about it, most kids that get adopted are like the younger ones, right? So if you if you don't get adopted when you're young, you're pretty much fucked over like by the society and like the government. Like you're not ever you're probably never gonna get out. Um, but that's why yeah. I'm so like I, I understand people want to like adopt children in like the foster care homes. I get that one hundred percent. But my thing is, if you're going to adopt. A child, please adopt a teenager. Please do it because the teenagers, yeah. those are the ones that need it the most. Really it. One,
2: absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely. Because those are the, especially if they're like, if they're even if they're like in their late teens, still adopt them. It's not too late to do it because just, I yeah, respect people that do
0: that because, because yeah, it's a lot. It, They've already mm-hmm. developed their own, uh, a sense of identity at that point. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be kind of intimidating to do that, but. I respect people who do, you know, cause they really do need it the most. They do.
2: Yeah, especially cause oftentimes the only other option besides that for people that age is gonna be get to sort it into group homes. And that's not a good environment.
1: Andrew was saying that like it's intimidating obviously cause it's like, it's they come like their own identity and like they have their own- Life.
2: Oh, but yeah, no, I don't think that it should be like in, even like boiled down to an issue like um, saying, oh, well you, sh- they should adopt more teenagers. Like bitch, they shouldn't have to be in those situations. Like,
0: yeah, true.
2: There's like that's only like a symptom of the bigger issue. Like, at the end of the day, the system is not work. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fundamentally broken. It's not mm-hmm. it's not fucking efficiently working for these people. Clearly, like bitch, there's it's backed the fuck up, like.
1: Mm-hmm. And obviously we're only three people so like we can't really like make a big change but what are some ways you guys think that could probably potentially change how um I guess like just the family dynamic or just like anything in general?
0: I have to um, mention the post that you shared um the other day with me Ayeli, which was um, I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay you'll remember in a bit um it was about this girl was asking, should every is everyone meant to be a parent? Oh wait, yeah. Wait.
2: I don't think that talking, some people in their life
1: talking are about
0: get it. I shared that post. Um you shared it with me personally. Anyway, that's not the point. Like okay. Joe was saying, no, everyone isn't made to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Like that's what so, like you it starts from.
2: No, most a lot of people can't fucking care for themselves.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it starts with, like, being able to admit that. Hey, you that guys are- just... um, But yeah, like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: if you're a mess, you're not meant to be a parent. I'm sorry. Like, and I feel like 100%. people need to- Like, if, if you want to be, then you gotta do better. You gotta be selfless. Hmm.
2: Oh, 100- Not even that, like, you know what I mean? Obviously, like, the part of the fucking human experience that makes the fucking human experience- is that you're able to grow and, like, change and adapt to things. You know what I mean? Like, we're very multifaceted and multidimensional, so we can, like, grow over time. Like, we're not always going to be the same people, but a lot of people do get stuck in their ways, and I don't think that some people are meant to fucking be a parent in this lifetime, or at least aren't going to be a good parent in this lifetime. So, no, not everyone should fucking pop out, kid. And
0: that also boils down to your parents Uh -uh, my mom shouldn't have even
2: popped out kids fuck no y'all bitches should have stopped most of these motherfuckers shouldn't have kids let's be real no
1: yeah, oh also going
2: back to the fucking foster thing Mm -hmm. i wanted to fucking mention that have you also um you mentioned like fuck i don't remember what it was but anyways um have you guys heard of people like adopt kids and having like those like transitional homes almost and just taking them for the check
1: wow that's horrible
0: what no yeah
2: that happens a lot and they like adopt them and then they just treat them like shit and just use the money that they get from having them
0: fuck man yeah that's like i think it's
2: horrible. if like people foster home them at their like house like through a system like it's like oh you're only going to be here for like a certain amount of time basically.
0: I feel like that happens um mm-hmm. when like the family isn't working and there's a lot of siblings and they get separated and sent to different houses hmm. and I feel I like know.
1: I, couldn't know I know why I know
0: that because it happened in Shameless <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: okay
2: Adrian, okay.
0: show that she's like obsessed with <laughs>
2: I don't think that's a fucking reliable source.
1: It really isn't, but I bet well, that I happens.
2: It is, so... I'm sure but it I mean, happens somewhere in the world. But you guys get the fucking idea.
1: I don't know. I feel like it happens a lot in America that we just don't know about because no one talks about these types of things. And it's actually... I saw this post on world Facebook world that I actually... Or wait, cannot, no,
2: first world problems. That's uh, what? No, I said third-world problems, and oh. then, but I meant to say first-world problems.
1: Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw this post on Facebook. I think it was like the other day, and I actually could not have agreed more. Um, so we all know the Gorilla Gorilla lady, right? How she had the Gorilla glue in her hair. We all... I'm, yes. <laughs> we all know about the situation, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So... What?
2: This,
1: <laughs> this girl, she posted on Facebook, I think it was like two days ago, and... She got a lot of um, responses. People were agreeing with her. I actually agree. And she was saying that, I guess, because the lady that with the whole girl like look, people were, people were sending her money. I guess for her surgery. I don't really know the situation, but I just know she got money sent to her, like donated money. And the girl was like, "Y'all can donate money to a girl who knew, who was literally of age, who knew what she was doing." with the gorilla glue, but y'all don't want to put your money to good resources that were actually matters. And she mentioned like children health and just like um a lot of like children care needs, like foster care and just like fundraisers, like um um what's it called? Like oh my god, what's it called? <laughs> Make a wish foundation. And like just just like uh, Red Cross, like all of these like good charities, and she meant, she's like y'all don't wanna y'all don't wanna help when the help is needed, but y'all wanna help somebody who doesn't need really the help. Like that's not a, that's not a crisis. But yet, like you see how we are in our world, y'all don't wanna put the money where the money is actually needed, where it can be used for good. Because they're not
2: entertained by like, it. Yeah, they don't get the stimulated thing. by and, it. And I mean, that, actually, that bitch put fucking gorilla glue in her hair. What the fuck are you dumb?
1: But yes. <laughs> Um, what the
2: fuck did she think it was gorilla snot i
1: don't know joe <laughs> that's not the point the point is I thought okay that was well a- this
2: is my first time hearing it bitch and i'm fucking curious
1: are you serious it was all yeah because really bitch
2: what the fuck is wrong with you
1: you're late to the game for once gorilla
2: seven. glue how the fuck do you confuse that with hair gel
1: it wasn't hair gel it's supposed to be it was supposed to be got to be glue and they look kind of alike so i get it but still
2: um, no, the fuck they don't. <laughs> oh my god. Got you guys in like- fucking neon packs.
0: Why are you like enunciating your words?
2: Why would I not enunciate my words?
0: I mean, it is a unique situation, Ali.
2: <laughs> Girl, no way she didn't think that shit was gorilla snot. That's the only thing she could think it fucking was.
1: I don't know. That's not the whole point, Joe. Anyways. What were- so, uh, any last words y'all want to get out before we close and wrap up?
2: nah I close that shit up and call it a day
1: <laughs> okay
2: take me out behind the shed and put it me on my good funny episode
1: through. i hope all you guys enjoyed that so before we wrap up and close adri what's your song request or
0: your song recommendation oh, God. <laughs> okay so my song um i've been listening to an old 80s one actually it's a uh, cool it now by new edition
1: Ooh, let me write that down i always have to write them down actually no, i'll put in my notes hold on real f- you know you bopped to my shit <laughs> cool edition joe what about for you
2: um i'm trying to think one second
0: a new song pick a song
2: uh west savannah by isaiah rashad
0: wait it was cool it now not cool it
1: down <laughs> Cool it now and what was yours joe say it slowly please West. Okay. Savannah. Like S-A-V-A. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, with an H at the end. Okay.
2: And then Isaiah.
1: Okay. Cool it now and West Savannah, right? West West Savannah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, when I reply, you have to speak to me, duh. Oh, okay, bitch. You
2: better live by that principle because there was plenty of times where you... Okay, miss. Okay. And then (laughs) carried on. (laughs) Next time I'm going to do that shit to you.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge your presence.
2: I'm fucking dead. Cut.
1: Um, so yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Um, Adrian will probably be on. Well, no, we I have definitely I have episodes planned out for the both of us, so we'll you'll we'll definitely be on again. Joe, I don't know with you. We'll see. I, I love mm-hmm. you, but
2: Girl, that you are entirely fine. <laughs> We've
1: gotta do better. <laughs> If it seemed like there was no proper ending to this episode, that's because there absolutely wasn't a proper ending. Um, We recorded this really, really late, and I think by the end of this episode, you we were all extremely exhausted and really tired just from hearing ourselves talk and just, you know, whatever the case may be, so I apologize on that end. There was no proper ending. However, as always, if you guys like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Let your friends and family know. Um, whoever let them know spread the word about my podcast we are on apple podcast we're on spotify chromecast i think a couple other places as well and of course we are also on anchor so spread the word also, don't forget to follow me on my Instagram, which will be linked below, as well as my website where I'll be keeping up with all of my updates. So you guys don't want to miss out on that. And as always, I have I will have Joe and Adri's information description below. If you want to go ahead and check them out and follow them, then go ahead and be my guest um I can't say when I'll be back I I just want to be completely honest with you guys uh this won't be the last of me (laughs) you'll just know that but um thank you for anyone who was able to just kind of bear through it and listen to this episode at this episode was absolutely hilarious so if you were able to listen to the whole thing thank you I appreciate you I see you I love you and I will see y'all when I see y'all or really I will hear from y'all when I hear from y'all bye